happy Women's History Month. This is an encore broadcast of the Alvin Galloway Show, right here on RadioPhoenix.org, where we talk, sing, and connect. I'm jazz artist Brettina, and I love listening to The Alvin Galloway Show every Sunday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on RadioPhoenix.org for conversation, information, music, and culture. So stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up on The Alvin Galloway Show. How do we see our lives? All right, welcome to the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. And on this segment of the show, I have Dr. Loretta Cheeks, and she is a artificial intelligence expert, data science research consultant, and CEO of Strong Ties. And during her tenure, she has helped organizations gain dynamic data insights, serving enterprises, governments, and nonprofits. Dr. Cheeks is on a mission to create a better world with technology before earning a PhD in computer science at Arizona State University. The STEAM advocate was developing and deploying and leading various teams within the communications avionics, instrumentation, and control and chemical industries for Fortune 500 corporations. She is the first to identify a computational approach for discovery of new frames in unstructured texts. She has demonstrated a unique ability to integrate communication theory and computer science methods to inform the fields of machine learning, psychology, and mass communication. But this doctor of philosophy isn't just paving the way for up-and-coming engineers. Dr. Cheeks is also committed to improving the highest education for underserved, underrepresented communities to follow in her scientific footsteps. To that, Dr. Cheeks has created Strong Ties, a nonprofit organization, and we'll hear more from her after a little bit. Uh, young, gifted, and black.
All right, we heard Rita Franklin, Young, Gifted, and Black, and this is the Alvin Galloway Show here on Radio Phoenix and the Phoenix Center for the Arts. And uh, with Dr. Loretta Cheeks, how are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Um, so you have accomplished much and, and are doing much in the community. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what your uh, the activities are you involved in. Sure. Uh, I, I describe it as my reach in to tech is my uh, research and consulting in artificial intelligence. And my reach out in tech is my STEAM community intervention. I call Strong Ties under my nonprofit. I found it and I am the CEO of programming for youth primarily middle and high schoolers to introduce and engage them with STEAM education with a focus on computer science. So for those who are not familiar with STEAM, tell us a little bit about STEAM. All right. <laughs> yes, yeah, STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, the Arts, and Mathematics. Okay. Because before it was just STEM, and then they implemented with the arts yeah, there. so mm -hmm. many people, a lot of people still say just STEM, mm -hmm. um, but I believe if you, if without the arts, it's no way to really cre create and express yourself in, with technology, and you definitely will not be uh, creating technology with the end user in mind, because mm -hmm. you couldn't imagine, what about this cell phone we have, if the right. artist wasn't involved in the design, right. or it could potentially could be better if an artist is involved, right? right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So strong ties, what's, what, does the T-I-E-S stand for anything yeah, particular? Yeah, well, the whole idea of strong ties, so strong ties is derived from some of my studies in network theory. Hmm. So the idea, as we know, like with Facebook, you someone you like, uh, a friend of a friend may be your friend, and how people are connected. Right. Well, strong ties relates to either you have a circle of influence that you are tied to. That's mm -hmm. your strong ties. But the research has shown that the weak ties, meaning those who you are not necessarily connected to directly, but those connections you can make through somebody, those are the ones that pay off oh, okay. in the end. So we try to make those weak ties become strong mm -hmm. through our connections through others. So that's, like, that's like if... Uh, um, a product you you might see a commercial about a product and they say certain things but if your friend tells you about the product it has more of a value that's right but, that's mm -hmm. right so we should endeavor for a lot of people to bring them into our strong ties mm -hmm. it's through our weak ties so it's this uh, research with this professor called Grandervelder he's a researcher and he came up with this idea of strong and weak ties and the ones to help you to bridge information create new relationships, create new avenues of flows and so forth. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the organization, uh, what, why was it so important for you to, to develop this organization? Well, oftentimes I found myself being the only one sitting at the table in industry. I worked in, uh, I will give you an example. When I worked in nuclear, the bathroom was literally like an afterthought uh, <laughs> as a woman. Mm. And then um, being African-American, I was the only one in that group. When I went to Westinghouse um, some years back, I remember the, I found out after I got there, the reason I had been so heavily recruited was because Detroit Power and Light had demanded that Westinghouse 
give them a contract and in order for that that West in order for Westinghouse to get that contract they had to have a black engineer mm. and that organization was called strategic engineering it had been started in 1966 I entered that organization in the 90s early 90s yeah. right that's a long time yeah, a right? long time yeah and so uh yeah and so that's how I ended up there but oftentimes I was the only person in that space and I figured if I don't help create a better world in this tech space if I don't do it my myself and try to be a part of the shaping process, mm -hmm. then I really can never complain when my granddaughter is left out or right. my grandson, right? Yeah. And then also, I didn't want someone to write my history, right? And so uh, in order for that to happen, I have to be a part of the history. Right, yeah, it's uh, uh, the Coochie Chakalia, uh, self-determination. Mm. Mm. All right, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Now the the part of becoming a scientist, an engineer, um, the artificial intelligence that boggles the mind of a lot of folks. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about artificial intelligence. And I'll tell you about how I got mm -hmm. into artificial mm -hmm. intelligence in 1986 or seven or so. Um, I say about 80, probably 87 or 88. My son, Ashton, my oldest son, he's now 33, he was diagnosed with autism. Mm. When we found out that he was diagnosed with autism, I was matriculating in my master's program at that time and I had not picked out my topic. But trying to, being a mom and trying to understand what was happening with his brain and what where he could go with this, you know, what was happening, I didn't had never heard of autism. I wanted to study the brain and cognition. So that led me to study, start studying artificial intelligence, and that was way a long time ago. Okay. Um, and um, so I used an artificial neural network to learn about the capacity of the brain function and to also understand how the limits of uh, the brain when damage has occurred. Uh, that led me on, you know, of course, to you apply artificial intelligence to uh, power plants and, uh, and, and instrumentation and controls. AI kind of dived down in the 90s because uh, it, we didn't have high-performing computing, so mm. now we're back, right, in, uh, in full force. Right. And I'm focusing now on unstructured text because everybody share their information online, and I just want to understand <laughs> this interaction and behaviors, uh, behavior dynamics. So I study news. I study actual news and how the things that people write, how it can change attitudes, values, and beliefs over time and space. Right. Oh, that's amazing. So that that was that one of the reasons that you wanted to get your doctorate in philosophy is the. Yeah. Well, I wanted. In, when I was young, um, I would say when I, a long time ago, um, my department head, Dr. Leroy Rockamore, told me, he said, you can get your Ph.D. I, it had never even crossed my mind. Right. I didn't know anyone other than him with a Ph.D. Right. And when he imparted that while I was at Southern University and told me that, it planted something in my heart. Mm. And so I wrote it down, and I said, I would work in industry for over 20 years and then I would get the PhD. Well, prophecy kind of took its place, right? Yeah, yeah. And that led me on the path to get the PhD because I wanted to be among that few that are counted mm -hmm. um, as PhDs in engineering. You know, it's so important. Uh, I'm trying to remember, just recently, um, 
Now where did I see this? I can't remember exactly what it said, but uh, this 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 person I can't remember if it was a male or female, but said that it's so critical for us as black people to have uh, people who have PhDs mm-hmm. who have the master degrees uh, because to show that our uh, uh, we we know we're, we have a, a high intelligence, but it's also to show our youth that we have the high intelligence. They don't have to look to others as their role models and what have you um, yes. to emulate and they can emulate you know people in their community people that they that looks like them mm-hmm. right on for that yeah um i call it mentor models and mm-hmm. i wrote some research on that and and it's so important to have representation without the representation students would never see themselves in a picture period right uh they can actually see themselves on the outside they could see themselves in the grass, mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> but they would right. not see themselves. They could see people serving them, right. but they would never see themselves as leaders and shapers of technology. And that's why it's important to stand up for all of STEM. I mean, we have some amazing people in this city who are doctors, and uh, and, and they're more visible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes engineers are kind of back in the, you know, we're like for real in the back, <laughs> in the back room, room, right? Right, right. <laughs> uh, and so we may not be standing up in our community as much, mm-hmm. especially in this technological era, right? Where technology is kind of going full force and students do need to see us. Yeah. Now, do you think the, the the movie Hidden Figures did so much uh, for that? You know, as far as exposing um, the the what the hidden uh, attributes or contributions that African Americans have made in the science and technology field. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Hidden Figures was a jewel, yeah. right? Uh, and it begged us to think about who are our hidden figures right, right. now, right? right. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and showed us. I thought it showed some different. When I first watched the movie, I cried because I felt myself. Mm-hmm. I remember being the woman, the only woman, all usually right. uh, African American woman, and opening up a closet with white men in it who didn't want to eat with me mm-hmm. just because I was a black woman, right? Yeah. And so uh, it first hit home in terms of my pain. Mm-hmm. Like, man, why did that? You know, why is it still happening, right? right. Um, but the good thing about it, it gave a lens for people to see that brilliance has been in our community for a long time, and they were our neighbors. We didn't even know who they were. Right. All we knew that they worked somewhere, and it was real important. <laughs> right. They go off. Right? They go off thing. and do things. Like my son always used to ask me, Mom, what do you do? I say it's, it's secret, and it was secret because I worked for a government contractor. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> you couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, <laughs> so it was secret. <laughs> so, oh, that's one. The um, the the motivation, you know, during those times uh, that you were say the only uh, black female, only black in that that department or or situation. What was your motivation to keep going? Uh, over, you know, to yeah, push through the yeah. discrimination and racism. Mm. Well, it kind of is what I'm rooted in. So mm. I, I didn't, I don't have to look back to like my great, great, like slave. Mm. I look back to my grandmother. She mm. worked for $10 mm. a week wow. in somebody's house, mm-hmm. cl- folding up clothes and taking care of their babies. Right. I lived in the South in Louisiana. That was the inspiration. And also my dad, um, my dad, he told me I could fly, basically, you know. <laughs> he told me for a long time that he was an engineer, and not until I became an engineer that I realized that 
he wasn't the engineer I thought. He was a conductor on the railroad engineer. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. But he didn't tell me any difference, so I aspired to that mm, level yeah. uh, to be an engineer. And uh, my dad always told me if God opened up a door of opportunity, do not let anybody run you off from mm. that door being open. So with that determination, I was like, okay, the door has been open. I'm just going to go through. Right. And my thing and my challenge in industry was when a door was open, not to allow disappointment to cave in and cause me to close the door mm. just because I didn't have the right environment that mm -hmm. was conducive for mm -hmm. me to operate in. But just take what I'm, create some goals, take what you're, you know, doing and be able to take it with you wherever you go and, uh, and, and do your best. You know, uh, for a lot of people who might be in that situation, fear is such a, um, emotion that keeps them from striving. Um, and I think most people who overcome the service, they take, they see fear and they keep pushing past it. Fear, fear uh, of failure is, uh, as some folks, motivating mm -hmm. because it, you know, eliminates this and gets them to another level, mm -hmm. eliminate that, get them to another higher level and uh, keep going. Do you see yourself as, as something like that? I have had to face fear, um, but I had to face it fear on. Like, mm. you know, and people think I'm really courageous. It's just I refuse to allow fear, for real. I refuse to allow fear to dominate in me, mm -hmm. right? And so what that looks like is, and I, uh, I've gone through a lot in industry. I'm not even going to go into it, but mm -hmm. I would just tell you I've been through very challenging points mm -hmm. in industry. But one thing I did know that... Um, that nobody can create my destiny but me. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that means that nobody can dominate my destiny. True. I, 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 unless I just give up, right? right. And, um, <laughs> and I hear Jesse Jackson always say, you don't drown because you it's too much water. You drown because you stop kicking. <laughs> right? Got a point. All right? right. So, you know, with that being said, mm -hmm. if you just can persist and continue on and giving value, nobody can deny you. Mm -hmm. And so you have to squash the fear. And I looked at it. I remember one time, you know, one year I was going through such a hard time in the industry. And... I remember thinking, if I get to the end of my road, do I want someone to say that I didn't reach it because I was disappointed? Or look back and say, oh, I didn't do that because somebody disappointed me. Oh, I was scared because somebody didn't let me in. Or I was scared because there was some faces that I didn't, you know, that were not feeling me or mm -hmm. even smiling at me or warm to me. Right. I didn't want to say that, you know. My thing is to die empty. But not empty. Put it all out there. Pull it all out Pull there. Out there. You know? Yeah. 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 Now, well, let me do this first and we'll come back. This is the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. Support for Radio Phoenix comes in part from Gift Sinan. Since 1977, Gift Sinan has provided books, gifts, self help programs, and support for Valley residents recovering from addiction. Two locations are available one at 7th Street, just south of Bethany Home in Phoenix and the other at Scottsdale Road and Shea in Scottsdale. More information available at 602-277-5256 or search for Gibsonon Inc. on Facebook. All right, let me tell you about a few events coming up. On June 7th, we have Desert Dance Theater turns 40. 
making dance history in America. And that'll be June 7th from 6.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Arizona Heritage Arizona Historical Society, which is at 1300 North College Avenue in Tempe. And more information on that, you can check out the Desert Dance Theater Turns 40 on Facebook and Desert Dance Theater on Facebook. And I'll have information of that on my my Facebook page, The Alvin Galloway Show. And then on June 14th is uh, East Valley Juneteenth Celebration. And their theme is Choices. I have a pre-show at 530 uh, with a fashion show and food. And then the 30th annual East Valley Juneteenth Celebration. It's going to be a great program. So you want to check that out. And that's at the Chandler Center for the Arts. Uh, beginning 5.30 to 9 p.m. And then on June 20th, it's the second annual re-entry conference, Hope Beyond the Walls, a workshop dedicated to assisting individuals released from incarceration by helping navigate barriers for successful reintegration. And that is Thursday, June 20th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And that is sponsored by the Arizona Public Defenders Association in partnership with the ACLU Smart Justice Campaign, Hope's Crossing, and the Arizona Attorneys for Criminal Justice. And that is happening at the Downtown Tempe Residence Inn at 510 South Forest Avenue in Tempe. And for information on that, you can email... K-R-U-S-H-D-A-N That's K-R-U-S-H-D-A-N at A-C-L-U-A-Z dot org And I'll have the information, of course, on my Facebook page. And then, last but definitely not least, on July 2nd, July 2nd is Frederick Douglass Speaks. What to the Slave is the 4th of July. That is 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Tuesday, right here at the Phoenix Center for the Arts, 3rd Street Theater. And there'll be uh, four individuals uh, presenting on that evening Richard Holmes, Danny White, and Calvin Worthing. And then myself, Floyd Alvin Galloway, will be reading uh, Frederick Douglass's iconic speech. And following the presentation will be a answer and question session. So you don't want to miss all the events happening here in the Valley of the Sun. And all those will be posted on my Facebook page, The Alvin Galloway Show.
That's Sam Cooke, uh, Change is Going to Come, and definitely a change is going to come by the work uh, that Dr. Loretta Cheeks is doing. She's the uh, CEO of Strong Ties, uh, an artificial intelligence expert, data science research consultant, and dot, 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 dot. <laughs> <laughs> Go off forever. You're listening to an encore broadcast of the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. What, you know, we're kind of off off uh, line. We're talking about uh, representation. What about mm-hmm. say the lack of representation mm-hmm. uh, in this field for uh, African Americans? Yeah, right now in the tech industry, I think it's about four percent mm. of all uh, tech is African American, um, which is horrible, and that's really horrible because we are creating innovative services and solutions for the world. Right. Mm-hmm. These companies are creating, and our government is actually creating, and our ins- academic institutions, right? We're pushing out things that the world can use. And if they do not have a lens through which we see 
we're left we're, out. It's yeah. we're left out, right? right? right. And, we're not, and we're just using what's available mm-hmm. and and being shaped by what's given to us. Um, that's why it's really important. And plus, particularly for black women, when there are so many single black women, right? Mm-hmm. There is such an economic factor. Uh, the computer science and computer information and health industry are the top places to work for the 21st century. Right. They're, they're trending. They are the top jobs to have. And, and they're mostly this area of STEM. If you don't have computer literacy particularly, you're going to be out to pasture because, of course, with AI and automation, um, some of those jobs are going to go away, mm-hmm. right? right? I mean, just by nature. Right. And if you haven't prepared that next generation with the skills that they need, they're going to be left out economically. What does that mean? They're not going to have housing. They're going to be left out in terms of health, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have a job, housing and a job, and you're health, you have bad health or even have any kind of health challenges, it's a whole domino effect, right? right? So mm-hmm. it's very important that we be about learning in this area and standing up and saying we're interested. And, you know, and that's really why I'm here in my programming is here to say that we're we want to be counted. Right. We can do this. Mm-hmm. We know how to calculate. We were the first calculators, right. and uh, and so we can do this if you just give us the access and the re- tools that we need to work, operate in. Yeah, because there've been you know uh, a number of criticisms of say uh, Silicon Valley and the companies there, and their lack of diversity and their lack of uh, of uh, hiring uh, black technologists. Um, in in their companies and and like you said, if you know if we're not in those those uh, those areas, uh, then our input is not there. Uh, our ability to make products that you know we can enjoy, mm-hmm. or I, I think I read somewhere that like the autonomous cars, mm-hmm. uh, supposedly someone don't recognize. Black people. Are black faces. That's right. Black faces, you know, classification is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Classification is very deep because I went to, like, a research conference, and the whole topic was on, well, part of the topic was on crime hotspots. Mm -hmm. And guess who are in the picture for crime hotspots? It's us. Right. It's black Mm -hmm. people. Uh, People are trying to, in order for this country and many of the world-dominant countries to stay dominant, they have to manage both people and space. In order for them to do that in this era, they use artificial intelligence to know where you are, who you're talking to, mm. uh, and that goes the gamut, right? So, right. of course, when you talk about crime hotspots, you talk about risk scores. What does risk scores mean? That means that a Mr. Alvin Galloway, I mean, yes, Alvin Galloway, uh, will have a risk score associated with him to determine how how much of a risk you are mm. to your community, mm. right? Okay. That means that I study water insecurity. That means that water allocation, right, may or may not be counted in your community because it is being predicted mm. using AI, right? Mm-hmm. And so many other areas um, that we look at why it's important for African Americans to be at the seat of the you know decisions and strategy and even you think about right now Facebook has I'm um, not Facebook Google uh, which I you know I talk I have friends there mm-hmm. but um, one of the things if you notice when you type an email they give you smart text to respond right mm-hmm. does it sound like the way you talk 
No. no. It's right. helping you to be very polite and white, right? Right. And, right. In, in most cases. Um, uh, and and it would be nice. That's just an instance where they would know colloquially who would they talk, you know, give me suggestions, like, all righty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right now. Right. You know, yeah. things like that yeah. whenever I'm talking to my friends, yes. right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's one way. Mm-hmm. That's just different, you know, a different slant on it. Or recently when I went to a conference, uh, in New Orleans on AI, they uh, there was a gentleman from Nigeria who was pre- who was showing how the AI that he's applying, how it's helping to predict death uh, rates of the children who are dying in this certain village. Thirty percent of the children are dying because when we are as little kids, we don't have modulation in our voice. So so therefore, when these student these children. Uh, become heart, um, become on cardiac arrest or something mm. like that. Mm-hmm. They're just dying silently oh, wow. because they can't scream. Oh man! Because there's no modulation, right? Mm-hmm. So he can he's using AI to actually show, you know, when I see this doctor, when you see this, this and this, a mom, when you see this, this and this, then now you know that this baby is in a, a red zone, right, mm-hmm. and so forth. So yeah, it's important for we, us to be at the table. All right. Wow, that's so much. <laughs> So much information, um, the, you know, the things that happen that we're not even aware of. Yeah, yeah. And, and imagine we're the only ones who care about that kind of solution, right? Right. Yeah. Because they're not in our community to tell, you know, to even say, okay, well, look, let's put a spotlight on it, mm-hmm. right? Or I was talking to my Native American friend, and I said, hey, let's light up the park using, you know, technology where you can bring some of these artifacts, these art artifacts, and make them alive, right? Uh, and we've seen some of this, like at Mims, you could walk up and you could get a little history of the, oh, the okay. sound, so, right? right? And what's mm-hmm. going happening. But imagine if you can have gamification in that space, right? And you, it, I mean, it's just so many things that we put our touch on it, and it's amazing. There's a gentleman named, uh, he just, his name is Dr. Yoshua Bengio. He just came up with an algorithm to uh, create rap music, right? And so um, he's <laughs> just amazing. But, you know, it, it begs to ask the question, why are you tr- a lot of things? Mm-hmm. Great intervention, but where's the soul? Right, right? right. You know, a lot of things. And so the soul of the matter is like, OK, well, we need to be at the table to help shape some of these things. Right. Now, you recently, uh, I think it was with last year, what was the year before that, you, know, you went with a group uh, Fatima, Halim, yes, and the right. group uh, of taking young girls over to Africa, and yep. you had a STEM uh, project. You were part of that. Yep. So tell us a little bit about that. All right. That's our STEAM, STEAM and Global mm. Citizenship. Mm. So the foundation of that is to bridge what we know technologically and STEAM uh, in general, all of the, you know, the S, the T, the E, A, A, A and the M, mm-hmm. to pr- take that and put a mirror of it against global competencies, teaching students how do you operate and see problems in the global world, right? And so we were able to take a, a cohort of like 21 people over there to uh, Ghana to experience Ghana's pottery, Ghana's um, kente cloth making, mm. Ghana's uh, the uh, ink printing, okay. right? Uh, we were able to experience so much, even the drumming. Uh, and what, you know, some people ask, you know, what what do you get from teaching kids drumming? Well, drumming is amazing because we know in life we have that steady beat, mm-hmm. you know, what we know is polyrhythm, right? 
But those patterns, like polyrhythmic patterns, cross over into computer science. That's what we look for when we see a waveform, right? Oh, okay. Right? Okay. And so that's the equivalent, mm-hmm. right? You have these ups and downs and all these movements and so forth. There's a steady pattern that we have of a rhythm in life, period, and then there's that beat, that offbeat. And when you teach a student the offbeat, they can look at patterns throughout digitally. They can look at patterns in analog. They can look at patterns in different ways. It just introduces them to, you know, this is your your physical experiential learning environment. Mm-hmm. Now take what you know now, come back and create some experiences. So we were we were able to build some energy um, projects. We were able to build just some amazing projects, right? right? Some apps, uh, designs, and so forth. Last year we took a cohort to Washington D.C and to New York. In Washington, D.C., we were at Bowie State uh, with our students. We were building apps uh, based on the work we had done in Ghana. Okay. All right, and we were hosted by NASA. We were hosted by um, Dr. Dorothy Heights Foundation. We went to the African American Museum. Mm-hmm. We went to the when we went up to New York. We went to the Guggenheim to experience what we know. You know, Frank Ra- Frank Lloyd Wright mm-hmm. created there his uh, use of material of fractals and circles and. Uh, just amazing his use of texture in the museum we were able Google hosted us for a week and this year in December we'll take students to South Africa we're going to be in Pokawana north of Kruger uh, working with a school there and we'll be in uh, of course go to Soweto and uh, Joburg and then we'll head to Cape Town Oh, wonderful. I have to give you uh, some contacts of friends over there. Oh, I love it. I love contacts. Yes, (laughs) yes. Absolutely. The organization. So tell us a little about the, well, you have a program coming up. Uh, Yes. So uh, under Strong Ties, we do several things. One is the turn up, our flagship is Turn Up for Steam. And uh, and then with Turn Up for Steam, it's all about bridging hip-hop to computer science and STEM. Uh, or STEAM, right? And uh, through that, we teach students how to do game development. Uh, All of this is computer programming. We take the idea of hip-hop and uh, we introduce them to game development. We introduce them uh, to VR. We introduce the students to music composition using the language of Python. Uh, They learn the gaming and the VR using Unity platform, which most professional uh, game developers know about. We also introduce the students to computational art. And we use improv. So this year is pretty cool. This is a State Farm-sponsored event. They've been sponsoring us. Uh, State Farm has been outstanding sponsoring this event. They're really uh, such a model uh, for what a multinational corporation could do. Uh, State Farm, uh, through their support, we're able to uh, introduce approximately 150 students to um, uh, STEAM and also computer science. This year we'll have music notes coming from Los Angeles. They do the bridging from math to hip-hop. We have uh, Antoine Joyce coming from the All-Star Project out of New York City. He's based in Dallas, Texas. Uh, He'll be doing the improv and the DJing. And then we have um, uh, guys coming from Colorado, uh, Denver, Colorado. Their name of their company is Live in the Game, and they're build, building out our 3D and teaching out 3D um, uh, gaming, VR, and so forth. They'll teach that. And then 
Uh, my son, Jordan Cheeks, he's an engineer, and okay. he's with General Motors. He'll be te- co-teaching with a gentleman named Julian uh, Flimst- Flimst- uh, Flimister King uh, of Amazon, oh. and they'll be teaching computational art. And we'll be giving some great prizes thanks to uh, Oculus. They'll be given. We'll give VR uh, Oculus Go uh, standalone VR uh, headset. Mm-hmm. We'll give out some amazing prizes, yeah, and some game licenses for the platforms that kids all know about. Uh, so they'll have some keys there. It's a, it's going to be really good. That's great. And That's we're feeding kids. You're feeding. We're feeding kids. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> kids got to get fed. <laughs> feed, kids got to get fed. So we'll feed them. We have great mentor models. Uh, for coming from Intel and uh, you know the like uh, the companies that are around this valley. All right, and uh, this is the Alvin Galloway show here on RadioPhoenix.org. So I need to tell you when it's happening, though. Okay. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll okay. come back to that. Okay. okay, and we'll talk more about it. But uh, Turner for Steam will occur at uh, on the twenty second and the twenty third of June, which is a Saturday and a Sunday. It happens. Uh, from on Saturday starts at 9 a.m. Check-in is at 8.30 and it goes to 6 p.m. on that Saturday. And then on Sunday it starts at 11.30 a.m. and it goes through 6 p.m. Um, and our keynote speaker is Antoine Joyce, who you can check him out on TED Talk um, and and see the live live movement of this gentleman and his beautiful um uh, orientation, um, oration, right? Um, and uh, that's at Galvanize again, uh, which is at fifteen one at five one five East Grand Street, right next to uh, Carver Museum. Right. So it's a great time to take a tour of our wonderful Carver Museum. Absolutely. Yep. One way you can support Radio Phoenix is by becoming one of our members. For as little as thirty five dollars per year, members receive discounts, savings, and other benefits provided by our membership program partners. And don't forget, the membership fee is tax-deductible. For more information or to sign up, call 480-829-5746 or go online to radiophoenix.org. Click on the Support tab at the top, then become a member on the drop-down menu. We thank you for your generous support of Community Radio. I want to thank uh, Althea Long, the queen of Radio Phoenix, the legend. Sundays on Radio Phoenix, noon to 2 p.m. Definitely want to catch her show. She comes on before me, leads me into a good groove. And then uh, after my show is Don't Disturb This Groove with Lady T from 4 to, p- 4 to 5 p.m. New and classic hip-hop. And following her is uh, Soul Star Live, news and community discussions. From 5 to 6 p.m. And later on in the evening, we have Full Moon Hacksaw, Tom Poston, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., classic jazz and blues. So you can hear it all here on Radio Phoenix from World Beat, Jazz, Community Issues, Folk Talk, you name it. We have it right here where we talk, sing, and connect on RadioPhoenix.org.
Uh, take six and uh, set you free here on radiophoenix.org the alvin galloway show and i have dr loretta cheeks who's a guest and she is listed as among the 10 incredible black women in stem that's an amazing uh, accomplishment it looks impressive. Yes, it does. And I'm just a a, a down home country girl. Just a down home country girl <laughs> from uh, Louisiana. From Louisiana. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, before we get into this thing, how did you really, you know, we talked a little bit about how you you said your father said you could fly. Yeah. And, and how you mm-hmm. and coming from Louisiana, I remember we were talking before we came on the air. Uh, that, that's country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit that a little bit about that journey. Well, it's amazing. Like growing up, I was a jokester. Mm. So I I was trying to hide. I was trying to be really, really ordinary and medium. (laughs) Ordinary and medium. Yeah. Mm. And I was a high achiever. Okay. But I wanted a lot of friends. Right. You said you wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit in. Mm -hmm. So when I went to university, so in my senior year of high school, I was picked to go to Southern University full time. Mm. Uh, Amongst a lot of students, I was one of the three. Oh, that okay. were we gave they they called it a blackjack scholarship. A blackjack blackjack scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was a part of that group. I went to high school for one year for one hour, seven forty five, eight forty five, and then I headed to Southern University and went on campus for twelve credits, mm-hmm. right? 
did my English, my chemistry, my biology, and the like. Um, then I wanted to get away from home. So when I graduated from high school, I went to Grambling State University. But again, I was a kidder. I was a player. I mm. wanted to play. Well, okay. All right. And so, but I had friends who I hanged around very smart kids, mm -hmm. right? And two of them, one of them, name was Peter Dyer. She's in Atlanta right now. And she was taking computer science. I didn't know what I wanted to major in. Mm. Uh, I just didn't know. But I remember she said, I said, what what, what class is you taking? <laughs> and she told me she's going to be taking a COBOL class. I said, I'm going to take it. She said, girl, you're so crazy. And so, <laughs> so I went and took the COBOL class. And taking that class, I learned that I could program, put something in the computer, and I can get something out. And mm. I pro programmed my first control controller, like something to control the air conditioner. Okay. Because my mother wouldn't allow us to touch the air conditioner. Oh. So I, I was like, I'm free. I mean, man, I can handle something now because, you know, I can, I can fix, I can program my own controller here. So, yeah, so that was my start, and that was my entry. And I fell in love with it because um, computer science allowed me to focus I had a lot of chaos going on in my family at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. Between my mom and my dad, they were going through their battle. Mm -hmm. They were married for 55 years, but they went through a, a struggle, just put it that way, okay. to try to find themselves. Right. And at that time, as a kid, I had no control over my agency um, from my family. You know, if you grew up in a big family, you'll kind of know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But no, everybody told you what the to deal. do. Mm -hmm. And um, you had no very little wiggle room. <laughs> uh, so uh, finding something what I can control was amazing. Right. And computer science was that for me. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. uh, we're uh, talking also offline about uh, programs for the seniors. And yes. you say you guys have a, a program for seniors. That you yeah, well, through our STEAM and Global Citizenship, we always try to focus on a local issue and a global issue, mm -hmm. right? And the local issue and global issue was aging for us, the aging population and how they interact with technology. So last year we had the students to focus on the aging population for learning data science and also for creating VR experiences. So the students here uh, that were part of the cohort went to the Beatitudes, did the data gathering by interviewing uh, some of our seniors. We took some of that data and then went to data.gov, which any student who's listening can actually avail themselves on demographic issues, how, how uh, how we're, as a developed country, as they call us mm -hmm. uh, in the U.S., are comparing to other countries in terms of the aging population. The interesting thing about the uh, aging population, because we are having fewer babies, period, our aging are living, of course, in conjunction with our aging living longer, we're having fewer babies, which is a threat to our existence right. uh, in terms of development. So mm -hmm. the populations that are continuing to grow, of course, is Africa. They're the leading. Um, they continue to have not nice amounts of babies. Nice and of uh, yeah, and so uh, it makes sense why they are nine of the emerging markets in mm -hmm. terms of technology in mm -hmm. our world. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Now the um, when you ha you're having the program at, at the Galvanize, is there a uh, an age group yes, that you're targeting? Yes, yes. So the program at Galvanize called Turner for Steam, that's on the 22nd and 23rd of June, uh, 2019, uh, is for 13 to 18-year-olds. It's a free program. 
Uh, as I mentioned, State Farm is making this possible, particularly to reach our underserved and our underrepresented youth. What mm -hmm. that means is traditionally historical, um, that means African Americans, that means Hispanic, that means Native American, that means girls. Mm -hmm. Those students who may be on the margins and who may not have the STEAM programming in their schools or in their after school programs. Yeah. Right? Right. That's great. Mm -hmm. And how do how do people uh, reach you and or the organization? Sure. Okay. My website is www.strongtiesaz.org. That's AZ. I'm, I'm sorry. That's strongtiesaz.org. Or they can email me at azstrongties uh, at gmail.com. Oh, great. Great. What would you say your dream future is? Mm. Mm -hmm. For me, uh, mm -hmm. personally, mm -hmm. mm. Uh, I want to uh, continue my research in artificial intelligence. As I mentioned, I'm very passionate about that area. But really would be really, really cool is to integrate my passion for AI into the STEAM area. Mm. Right. To some kind of way, figure out. And that's what I'm working on to figure out a way to fund research, to understand the the uh, the combination of youth understanding AI and also STEAM, mm. particularly computer science. And so right now I'm writing a grant for uh, that. I will submit to the National Science Foundation to understand how students internalize particularly black students and girls internalize empathy and their relationship with empathy be it that we usually are taught to suck it up and be strong mm -hmm. and how does that impact us as we get older mm -hmm. you know and and having the diabetes and the heart and all this other well, stresses, stresses yeah. right when we're told to be strong and particularly one of my students recently told me she said, I didn't know how to answer this question on there. I think it was the ACT test, and it said, how do you feel? You know, they gave a scenario and asked how you feel. Most black kids don't. We're taught mm. not to feel. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Most black people are taught not to feel. Right. Just keep pushing. keep pushing. Keep moving it on. Right. right? And, but that has an impact on us from a health disparity. So I want to understand that correlation a oh, little better. Good. That's great. Mm -hmm. Well, I really appreciate you coming out and sharing this with you. We'll definitely have the information on my Facebook page, The Alvin Galloway Show. Great program. You're doing great work in the community. Have you done a TED Talk? I did. I did a TED Talk recently mm -hmm. on the human connection with artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I told the story about my entrance into AI and how we should, at this time, really covet what we've been given as human beings mm -hmm. uh, and our ability to feel and our ability to do some things that in AI, uh, particularly our emotional um, dynamics, right? Mm -hmm. Things that AI is grasping to, right. but we should not forfeit it. And sometimes uh, the way that we interact with our um, social media platforms, it kind of does a trick on our emotional and our ability to interact socially. That's great. Well, definitely. I, I think I'll try to get, I'll be able to share that on my Facebook page. When it's available. Yeah. Oh, it's not will. available it's yet. It's not available. Oh, okay. It hasn't even been released to me. So, oh, okay. yeah, it should okay. be available really in a couple of weeks, though, okay. within a, probably two weeks or so. Okay. But when that happens, I would definitely want your listening audience to take a, a look into uh, understanding how important it is 
for us to grasp these human intelligence so that we can uh, go and create ex great things in AI and mm -hmm. understanding what's happening within us so oh. that we can have that liberty and the freedom to do that. All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming out again. Like I am honored, and thank yeah. you, Mr. Floyd Galloway. You're welcome. Yes. You can come back anytime yes. and drop a little <laughs> knowledge on us. Uh, I'm very interested and intrigued by uh, the information you share. You're most welcome. <laughs> thank you, and thank you, audience. Bring your kids out. Bring them out. Turn up for steam. Yes, yes. On the 22nd and 23rd, www.strongtiesaz.org. Register them today. Yeah, we need them. We need them. And they're going to have a great time. Yep. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to an encore broadcast of the Alvin Galloway Show right here on RadioPhoenix.org, where we talk, sing, and connect. Remember to catch us every Sunday from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on RadioPhoenix.org. And don't forget, we have those wonderful The Alvin Galloway Show t-shirts available for you to wear, to style, and profile with the great model that ends our show every week. Check out our Facebook page, The Alvin Galloway Show. You can catch The Alvin Galloway Show podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker Radio Public. Don't forget, tune in. Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Castbox. The Alvin Galloway Show. And as always, remember today on this great day is a great day to make somebody's day great. Come and set me. Come shine a light on Come and set me These chains on me Won't let me be You got the keys Come rescue me These chains on me Won't let me be You got the keys Come set me free
Thank you for listening to the Alvin Galloway Show podcast. We hope you like our show. And if you do, we hope that you will show your support by sharing our podcast with others and also supporting us monetarily. No donation is too small. We thank you again and we'll see you on the next show.